Hi there, I'm Paulina Cameron, CEO of the Forum for Women Entrepreneurs. We educate, mentor, energize, and connect women entrepreneurs across Canada to be wildly successful, promoting strong economies and thriving communities. To learn more about our programs, visit us at fwe.ca. I'm also thrilled to be your host for FWE's podcast, The Go-To for Entrepreneurs in the Know, a collaboration with the Scotiabank Women Initiative. I interview inspiring guests who share their journey of their business and provide crucial pieces of advice that you can use to move your business forward. This season, we're covering everything from branding to financials to sales and organizational culture. As you listen, Ask yourself how you can apply these learnings today. Let's dive in. Our topic today is one that is often not on an entrepreneur's radar until it is almost too late. Succession planning. As a business continues to grow and evolve, the questions of knowing when it is time to let go of their baby or how to successfully transition leadership become really important. Today, we will hear from our guests that it is important to start as you want to end, which requires thoughtful forward thinking to put the right plan in place. And we will also hear what happens when you find yourself suddenly and unexpectedly in the leadership role and how to best support yourself during that time. As you know, entrepreneurs are often out and about, and today we're really excited to have grabbed our two guests while they were on the go on the phone. Victoria Sopik is an entrepreneur and mother of eight, and now also grandmother of eight, so she really understands the delicate balance between work and life. That's why she co-founded Kids & Company, to offer working parents supportive childcare solutions. Victoria is a recognized expert in the childcare field with close to 30 years of experience and has built Kids & Co. to be a thriving company with 120 locations and growing across Canada and the U.S. Kids & Co. has received many awards, including Canada's 50 Best Managed Companies over multiple years, the 2018 RBC Excellence in Entrepreneurship Awards, and the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award in 2012. Victoria has also been a long-standing supporter of FWE as a speaker, mentor, and Toronto-based advisor, for which we are so grateful. Welcome to the go-to, Victoria. Thank you, and thank you for having me, Paulina. I'm very grateful that I uh, kind of fell into learning about uh, FWE, and more grateful that uh, our friends here, my friends here in Toronto, have uh, had the opportunity to access all of your great um, support that we give entrepreneurs. I'm happy to be included amongst those helpers. Oh, thank you so much. And it's such a treat to have you here today. So Victoria, you've started many businesses, small, mid-size, and now quite a large one and one that's growing. And within them, you've shifted leadership over time. How do you think about succession planning in your businesses? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. And, and, you know, clearly so important for two reasons. One, viability, making sure the business carries on, whether, you know, I have a business I expanded when I was 17. And I still have, you know, profit income coming from it. Um, that's almost 40 years ago. So making sure we I had the right people who were not my children in place, <laughs> but I had a succession plan in place. These would be something like, you know, kids and company, which is large. We have, you know, between three and 4,000 employees. And in order for us to do some type of exit, whether we would sell to, you know, a competitor or private equity, we would need to prove we had the right leadership in place. And I would not be amongst that because of my age. So 56, they would be nervous that I was going to retire soon or, 
maybe only have between five and 10 years, which is, is definitely the case. So I definitely want to work for only five to 10 more years. So part of my job is to prove that we have the right team in place to take over when I leave. Mm-hmm. And what structures have you been setting in place within your teams to facilitate that? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I mean, obviously, identifying talent is huge and, and can come in all kinds of different ways. And you know, we have um, instituted sort of a, a new type of interview, which is sort of like a, you know, many companies have, we call it like a stay interview, which is instead mm. of an exit interview, we're so glad you're staying and what can we do for you? So trying to identify people that do want to rise within the company. Unfortunately, as many people maybe do or don't realize when they have an entrepreneurial company, you often have to hire externally. And I think that the, the problem people make is that they think the succession will come from those that started the company with them mm-hmm. for a whole bunch of different reasons. And a huge one is loyalty and, you know, payback for the people that came. But, you know, in this instance where we are, we had to bring in an outside COO. So which is something that I probably never thought would happen, but we didn't have anyone with sort of age and skill set, educational background internally. And we needed someone to show some strong leadership across the country that would help support me as I was more involved in strategy. Mm. So you really, it sounds like you really hired someone with that intention of knowing that they could be that bridge or possibly even yes. take over the leadership role. No, 100%. And, and you know, as I, I you may know, I have eight, well, I have eight children, but two of my children work here. One, my daughter is a lawyer and she's our VP of HR and our chief legal counsel. So obviously someone that could t- potentially take over in terms of her skill set. And my son is a CA and CPA and a controller here. So again, both but they're 30 years old. And so, you know, if you think about me leaving in the next five to 10 years, they probably won't have, and the age is such age and experience, you know, to be able to lead a a large organization at that time would have hundreds of millions of dollars worth of revenue. Do I hope eventually they take over maybe when they're, you know, in their (laughs) forties? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And certainly there's lots we can do to to get that to happen. So I, I hear that entrepreneurial mindset coming through. So when you're thinking about it from a business succession planning, is that something you look at when you're hiring the leaders that you're bringing in through that transition period? No, and it's a great question. I mean, I think, it, you know, as in every part of business that we talk about or think about, it's really about know your culture. And so some cultures are very entrepreneurial and they really need to have other entrepreneurial people hired. And, mm-hmm. you know, for us, as we grew Kids and Company, and it's, it's sort of started in 2002, so, you know, almost 20 years ago, we needed people that could do anything, anytime, work days, nights, and weekends, weren't afraid to photocopy or you know, wash dishes in the sink or do what had to be done. And so those are people that are still working for us now, many of them and, and successful. But as we became more of a, a large organization that needed things like, you know, bureaucratic um, standards put in place, harder to get those people that were naturally entrepreneurial to do so. So we struggled with it. I think a lot of companies that grow A quickly and, and B to some size struggle with it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's an ongoing issue for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is the one thing or one piece of advice that you would give to help entrepreneurs when thinking about succession planning? That's a great question. I think, you know, A, be thoughtful. So when I say be thoughtful, like always keep it in your mind. And the other thing is to really be sure that you are constantly coaching and training and sharing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I was thinking about the fact that I didn't tell you this, but when my children were teenagers, in addition to the camp experience, we bought them, um, my husband and I, a frozen yogurt store called Yogs, and that was an opportunity for them to be, you know, business owners. So they owned it. it. The shares were in their names, and they learned to, you know, use a debit machine and pay people and set up schedules and buy and buy, you know, frozen yogurt. And the reason for that was the, just the training, the coaching, and sort of understanding that, you know, to my mind, the number one skill set an entrepreneur can have is resiliency and tenacity. Mm-hmm. 
And those things you learn from having your own business. You don't typically learn them from a lot of other things. You learn lots of other things from that, but, but not those. Mm-hmm. And it's so important what you said there is to think about it, uh, to be thoughtful about it from the beginning to the end and right. not lose sight of right. it. Because it is easy to just let it lie over there. And then all yeah, of a sudden yeah. you can find yourself in a situation of needing to backwards figure it yeah. out. So I think, you know, as parents, when we're looking at succession for all the things they're going to do in life, whether it's your business or a different business, I think the constant lifelong learning and coaching is the key. And so applicable too when you look at your key employees as well. 100%, 100%. And, and giving them opportunity to know, I mean, success in everything you do breeds self-esteem. And if people, whether they're your children or your employees, have good self-esteem, they're confident, they can solve problems. That's, you know, helping you get to where everyone wants to go. Absolutely. Okay. So Victoria, for those who want to continue learning about you and being inspired by you, where can they find you online? Well, they can find me on LinkedIn. So Victoria Sopic, and I'm more than happy to have people reach out to me and connect. You know, at kidsandcompany.com. So yeah, absolutely. We have lots of social media at Kid Co. Child Care. And uh, we, we have lots of different things that people will be interested in all different aspects of their life. Thank you. Thank you so much, Victoria, for being with us today and sharing your expertise and wisdom with us. More than happy to. Thank you for inviting me. We're going to take a quick pause before we hear from our next guest. The go-to for entrepreneurs in the know is the outcome of a collaboration between FWE and the Scotiabank Women Initiative. Let's take a moment to hear a few words from them. Hi, I'm Ravina Baines, Vice President of Commercial Wealth Sales Integration. I'm proud to be supporting the Scotiabank Women Initiative. The initiative supports women-led businesses with education and mentorship, so I'm excited to talk about why succession planning for your business is so important. Business owners spend a significant amount of time and resources building and growing their businesses. Over the years, a business may represent the bulk of a family's net worth and source of income. With so much invested and so much at stake, transition planning should be at the top of every business owner's mind. Transition planning involves preparation for the sale or transition of a business when the founder is ready to retire or exit the business. Planning for that eventuality can be complicated and an overwhelming process, which includes a review of the current state, i.e. share ownership, tax efficiency, risk management, and estate distribution. The best time to develop a transition plan is well in advance of when you actually plan to leave the business. A proper plan will allow a business owner to effectively transition in a variety of scenarios, not just a planned exit. It will also contemplate sudden departures of business partners or if there is an offer to purchase the business down the road. To get more information about transition planning and our program, go to scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Thanks for inviting me to speak, Paulina. Thank you to the Scotiabank Women Initiative for all of your support. Now let's get back into the studio. Our second guest today on the topic of succession planning is Amelia Warren. Amelia became a CEO before her 25th birthday when she took the helm at Epicure, a Vancouver Island-based direct sales company sharing wholesome blends and time-saving cookware from her mother in 2008. Epicure uses a direct sales business model in which independent entrepreneurs do in-home cooking classes, showing people how to take a meal from raw to ready in 20 minutes or less. My goodness, do I need this. (laughs) Amelia has grown the company to over 50 million in revenue and just four months ago launched into the US. So exciting. 
In 2015, she was recognized as a business in Vancouver top 40 under 40 and is a board member for her YPO chapter. Amelia is also a new mom and we're so grateful that she could take the time to join us today. Thank you, Amelia, and welcome to the go-to. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Okay, Amelia, succession planning. What has been your experience? You've had a journey with it. What has been your experience and how has it been? Yeah. So, um, you know, as you shared, you know, my mom uh, started our company and, uh, you know, cause she wanted to create healthy meals for my brother and I, and I got involved in the business, uh, in 2006, uh, uh, as, as a summer job. So my summer job turned into a year and two years and then three years of kind of having the opportunity to work in all different departments across the business. Uh, at the end of three years, my mom gave me a phone call and she said, I need you to step in and run the day-to-day operations of the business. After three years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and That's and quite the promotion un- from summer intern. <laughs> yeah, exactly, totally. I mean, unexpected certainly for her and unexpected for me. Um, and, uh, and so really my experience of succession is like being thrown into the fire and learning by doing and learning as I go and I grow. Um, and, uh, yeah. So at the fir- at the end of that kind of like first year of like, Hey, I need you to step in, uh, that became a second year and then ultimately led me to kind of moving into the role officially as CEO, um, which I've been in since. So there was no plan. Cool. No. <laughs> After you got the phone call, how did, how did that next year unfold? Like what, how did your mom transition around that? And, you know, there's always this thing with founders, like it is their baby and they've created it. And so of course there's natural that there's going to be either tensions or things that come up that you really need to navigate. So how, how did that go for you guys? Yeah. I mean, so in terms of me needing to step in, um, for the first kind of chunk of time, uh, she was less involved. It was kind of like year two or year Mm -hmm. three when she was re-engaging in the business where some of that kind of like challenge of who does what and, um, you know, what do you do and what do I do and who's going to talk to whom and where that kind of emerged. Um, all that said, um, you know, I, I think some of the things in terms of kind of like how it went and how that transition was is like, I, I think, you know, I didn't an- anticipate the level of emotion um, mm. and like that would come with that change for both her and also for me. And I think the other thing for me, too, is that it's not just taking um, responsibility for the company or stepping into a new role. You're also inheriting a team. And so there was a lot of learning for me around the fact that, um, you know, like that team, I didn't build that team. They weren't necessarily loyal to me. Um, uh, and that wasn't nefarious. It was just, they had, she had been their leader and they were used to kind of leading, uh, working with her in a certain way. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and so that I, I underestimated the complexity. What do you think worked and what supported you best? And then perhaps retrospectively, is there anything you... Uh, wish was there. Yeah. So in terms of some of the things that really, I think helped is uh, I engaged an executive coach and that was really helpful in terms of helping me um, understand kind of like where my strengths were and also where my opportunities were. Um, I also, um, and also just someone to talk to about the unique experience that I was having. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as part of working with an executive coach um, for the first for like three to five years, I was getting uh, 360 feedback from my team every six to 12 months. And so that gave me a sense of kind of how, um, how I was doing and also where they were at kind of relative to the new team we were building. 
Um, the other thing I think was really helpful is I engaged our customers and our consultants directly mm -hmm. so that I could really understand the strengths and weaknesses of our company, right? Because I mean, I'd only been there for three years. And yeah. so I needed to like develop very quickly a very deep understanding of our company to help inform what our next steps were going to be. And so I went on the road um, uh, I went on the road across Canada, um, you know, meeting our consultants, going to the cooking classes, doing cooking classes myself, talking to our customers, like eating dinner with them just to understand what their pain points were, what the strengths of our product and our brand were, um, so that I could have that, that clarity as we move forward. So for me, um, uh, I like, I, I, one of the things I think I did well was I resisted the urge to change a lot of things, mm. uh, uh, initially. And, um, and then if we were going to change things, really making sure that we tested it before, cause it's kind of like, there are certain like decisions that's like cracking an egg. And once you crack the egg, like the egg, like you can't put the egg back. I think other things that, that worked really well for us is, uh, eventually we worked with a family business advisor, um, who, uh, in terms of, you know, my mom was out of the business for a period of time came back in. There was a period of time where roles were very unclear. And so mm. having um, like a neutral person to work with to help navigate some of those challenging conversations um, was really helpful. And then, um, and then the other thing that we did, um, again, I wish I'd done this earlier, but um, is we put in place uh, I put in place an advisory board, mm. um, and, uh, which of course included my mom and some other, uh, advisors, um, and a really, and quite a rigorous, uh, monthly reporting framework. Okay. Amelia, what is the one thing that you think would help entrepreneurs on this topic of succession planning? Yeah, I think, um, from, I think it, don't underestimate how long uh, it's going to take and how much energy and effort um, uh, uh, like and labor from like an emotional perspective it's going to require. Just keep going. Um, and I think that like in business is just like like overall um, good advice is that like the, the people that succeed are the ones that keep at it regardless, regardless of the difficult conversations, regardless of the failure, regardless of the, oh, I wish I hadn't made that decision. But, you know, you keep at it. And, and my mom actually always says that people often give up like before the last shovel full. Mm. Um, and so I've always kind of like held that um, of like the just keep going. Um, so anyways, that's that's something that's been uh, helpful for uh, for me. And then ultimately at the end to recognize like you love your parents and they love you. And, um, you know, and and that ultimately is the most important thing. So true. So true. Thank you so much, Amelia. For those who want to learn more about you and continue being inspired, where can they find you online? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram uh, at Amelia S. Warren uh, or on uh, Facebook at Amelia Sylvie Warren. I uh, would love to connect. You can also connect with me uh, at www.epicure.com uh, and on social at Epicure Official. Thank you so much for joining us today, Amelia. It's been such a delicious treat having you here. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. It was really fun. And that is a wrap. A big thank you to Victoria and Amelia for joining us today. We would also like to thank everyone who has helped make the GoTo a reality. From the incredible team at FWE who works on all of the logistics, to self-hired, our incredible production team, Hummingbird Translations who are translating our podcast so you can also listen in French, 
And of course, to the Scotiabank Women Initiative for teaming up with us for the FWE podcast. You can find them at scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe to listen to the rest of season one. You can find all of the resources our guests mention on our website at fwe.ca slash the go-to. We know it takes a village to build a business. So share your learnings on Instagram at FWE Canada to help other entrepreneurs become wildly successful. See you next time.